This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship with it. Today's topic was idioms. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 153. 153. I feel like I really... I'm Adam Lustig. Yeah, Just that kind was of. fun. <laughs> That's insane. Now That's Bill has a choice subtle. in a post where he can either boost that <laughs> volume of the I Adam Lustig caught in my throat a little bit. A little, <laughs> little context for I Adam sounds like a muffler. <laughs> it is eight o'clock in the morning. We're both have time crunches. Fairly this early. We are talking at a clip. We're in a bit of a rush. Right. Not a rushed energy, but literally rushed. Right. Bring your energy nice and slow. Wow. Staying present. Okay. <laughs> Move slow. Think quick. That's right. That's where we're at. That's right exactly now. right. That being said, yes. we got to keep this. We got to go, folks. I'm moving. We gotta go. Peek behind the curtain. Adam and I have about forty minutes to get it all done. <laughs> we both rushed to the studio today. That's I realized right. I was missing half of the equipment. Oh, bubber! Here we are. Speed podcasting. That being said, Adam. Yes. One fifty three. Last episode, episode we had Nicholas Corby. Chef Nick Corby. Good friend. Had some absolutely psychotic restaurant ideas. Yeah. I keep thinking about his Vietnam War themed restaurant that ideas. That was the worst one. Well, <laughs> that was he had some great ideas, and that that of the three was the worst. That was the stupid. That was the most family guy Simpsons episode restaurant idea. I don't that I suffer from PTSD, and just hearing about that gave, <laughs> gave me yeah. PTSD. Yes, exactly. I did love the restaurant pho. Q. Fuck you. The pho the, restaurant and the barbecue the restaurant. Vietnamese barbecue. Love that. But I genuinely loved International Death Burger. Come on. I genuinely love that. That is a Family-style cheeseburgers, giant cheeseburgers meant for four, right. and they have uh, sort of regional-specific filling. Every city has that one restaurant where it's like, can you eat this big exactly. steak? Then you get your picture on the wall. Exactly. But there isn't the one commodity that does it. That's right. The a big Americanized version. Who is the McDonald's of the four-person cheeseburger? Nick. I- International Death Burger. That's exactly right. Nicholas Corby. M- maybe we've touched on this before. Have you ever gotten your picture on the wall for an eating challenge? I've never done Me that. Me either. <laughs> yeah. And I- Have you ever got your picture on the, <laughs> on the wall? wall? For eating? <laughs> picture on the wall. A wall for eating? Yeah. <laughs> for being gluttonous? So amazing. I know. Because <laughs> we could just hang up pictures of ourselves anywhere we want. <laughs> we don't. But sometimes we have to hurt our stomachs in order to pull it off. That's right. That's like your revelation about trophies. It's like, oh, you don't need to win a thing to get a trophy. Buy you one. Could bu- <laughs> buy one. Just buy a trophy. It's like Halloween's great, but you can get candy on October 9th. Eat lunch. Put your picture on the wall. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct the mundo. Um, so today we are not going to be talking about pictures or walls or death burgers. Right. Um, we are going to be talking about idioms. And then one thing, reason why we're talking about idioms, yeah. why it's on my mind, yeah. and why I think about idioms a lot is as a writer, yes. sometimes I just need to come up with commercial campaigns. Yeah. And com- writing commercial campaigns, it's actually a quite hard to like start with like, where do we begin? Yeah. And so you often have to figure out, well, what is like a phrase, a common phrase associated with something that we're talking about? Yes. And then reverse engineer how that can relate to the thing we're trying to sell. Yes. And so I will often try and think of like, 
oh, they're talking about grape. The word yes. grape is in the air. Are yes. there any grape idioms? Yes. And then I'll look those up and see if any can relate. It's really so great. that's on the front of my mind. That's so interesting. And it's like it's a fun way to reverse engineer ideas when you don't have any. It's a great call. So, And I am just fascinated by language. And I just – the thing that like I sort of in the kind of like you know contemplating the mysteries of the universe kind of way, language just fascinates me. The origins of language, yeah, how it's evolved, right. how these phrases come to be, what they mean, right. how they evolve over generations. Generations, because like some idioms are so divorced from their literal meanings, it's it's right. hilarious. And I can't remember if it was Q and A or if it was no joke. But we talked about how uh, you were in like East Asia or something. Yes, and the idiom came up: throw someone under the bus. And these Austrian, uh, these uh, this Austrian couple was absolutely horrified. Yeah, horrified. Right, because like it is a vi- it's a violent idiom. That yeah. is a vi- some violent imagery. Yeah, yeah. I and never I considered like, idioms <laughs> as a kid. Like yeah. it was just like these phrases that existed. Yes, and then I started dating a girl. Who was born uh, in Israel? Yes, English was her second language. Yes, and I—that's when I learned that idioms are hard to understand. <laughs> to translate, they don't make sense. Yeah, they don't quote unquote make sense. Uh, yes, they're so, deliberately abstracted. Sorry, Bill. No, no. So yes. we are going to in this episode. Yeah, go through a couple idioms. Yeah, we're just gonna roll the wheel. Yes, we've got a list in front of us. Yes. of some of America's most popular idioms. Yes, <laughs> we'll talk about how they make us feel and what they might mean. I love the idea of America's most popular idioms. I watch like, that game show. What? I was gonna say like that is. <laughs> who, hosts, who hosts John Hodgman hosts that game? Only show. John Hodgman. Okay. He's also all the contestants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, great. So, Adam, how do you want to do this? Should it be a type of thing where I pick a letter and then you tell us one? Or do you want to just, like, pick one that you see? Yeah. I, I would like to pick one that you see. The way that this list is kind of structured, it has the idiom, and then it has essentially what the meaning is. Yeah, that helps. That really helps. Right. I wouldn't mind almost doing a little bit of a guessing game. Not that we have to do this, but okay. if you name an idiom and me and, like, you have to define what, yeah, exactly. what it means. That's right. Okay, got it. Yeah. Do you have, do you have the first First idiom on your list that uh, you're excited by. Yeah, sure. And Tell this me. is a common one. We can start nice and That's easy. That's fine. Okay, great. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Got it. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And the thing about these idioms is that some are so baked into our culture that, like, it's implied that we know what they mean. Right. But then just to take a step back and be like, oh, yeah, that is a We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That's right. That means that we will acknowledge and problem solve that thing when it's time to do so. That's exactly correct. This defines it as, let's not talk about that problem right now. Oh, (laughs) that makes me look forward to all of the rest of... (laughs) Let's not talk about that problem right now. Let's cross that that bridge. Do you use that expression? Absolutely. I've said that before. Definitely, definitely have said that before. It's so in my vernacular. It's so common. And I like it. I like it. We'll that allows, that bridge. I mean, you could be working in an office. Yeah. In like a in a landlocked office. <laughs> Landlocked. Where you're not you, – there are no bridges abound. <laughs> but you can still say we'll in bridge. the conference room, we'll cross that bridge when we want to. I mean, it's you, what are you, an explorer? That's exactly right. There's no bridges to cross. I just to say. It's so in the vernacular that people just shorten it to we'll cross that bridge. We'll, t- well, we'll cross that bridge. We'll only use half the idiom. <laughs> That's an idiom we only use half of because it's so common. Idiom. We'll cross that bridge. Well, we'll cross we'll- that bridge. <laughs> We'll cross Shout out that to Bridges bridge. for being good metaphors. Okay, Adam. Yeah. They are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got one. Okay. To get bent out of shape. Don't, okay. Don't get bent out of shape. Don't get bent out of shape. Okay, yeah. Don't get bent out of shape. Okay. If I had to define that, yes. I would say uh, don't get bent out of shape means like uh, don't get more upset than is warranted. Well done. Okay. <laughs> 
To get upset. To get upset. Right. Don't get bent out of shape. Right. Yeah. So is that supposed to mean that, hey, look, you're, you are one thing. We know you as one thing. Yeah. You are changing everything about yourself. Your shape, your style, your attitude. Maintain your shape. Maintain your shape. Maintain your Maintain shape. Maintain who you are. That's right. Don't get bent out of shape. Out of your own shape. But who... <laughs> Don't get bodies bent. are finite. Yeah, There's a finite amount of bending and sh- shape shifting bodies. That's right. Bodies That's can right. Do. That's right. So who is that? phrase being who is that who can bend out of shape i think that's a really good point because i think that it it gets to the to the precise metaphor which i don't think it refers to the body i think it's like don't get your don't get your oh. emotional reality bent don't let the um, the shape of your spirit of your of your confidence of your Got emotional it. life Got get it. bent out of shape baby okay good i think so those are two idioms right out the gate that are on this list <laughs> yeah adam i'm curious did you grow up in a household where your mom or dad said a phrase um, I know we've talked about other phrases before, yes. but like that was like an idiom that you're like, I wonder what that means. I have one. Yes. My mom used to say, oh, that's the bee's knees. <laughs> have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. And the bee's knees. And how does that, which if bees I. These are small. These are tiny. Do they have knees? Do they bend like that? Do, <laughs> Do they bend like that? Furthermore, I can't intuit what that one means. Yeah. Like, what is so cool about Bee's Knees? <laughs> I think it's like, I think it can't, truly, yep. what is so cool about Bee's Knees? Right. Okay. How did, how did, because you are the Bee's Knees means like, you're the coolest one at the song. You're problem. awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a cousin to, that's the cat's pajamas. Oh, I think that's, whoa, a, I think it's whoa. a cousin to like, what the hell's going on at that whoa. petting zoo? <laughs> cats wear pajamas knees, and bees have pl- bees? <laughs> What zoo is that? What weird fucking zoo is this? Into it. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I think, I don't know what the origins of those phrases are, but, like, it is so funny. That, like, in my mind, they come out of, like, the 50s. There's something yeah. like, the that's the cat's pajamas. Yeah, the cat's hip, meow. Some hip cat kind of stuff. Yeah. The cat's pajamas. The, yeah. Cat's pajamas. <laughs> like, I'm even trying to think of, like, a world in which, like, like that's a hip cat over there. Yeah. But, like, their pajamas? That's not what we're talking about here. Maybe, and I'm just guessing here, I think it maybe sort of speaks, again, if these sort of idioms were kind of bored mid-century, I think there's like a that's far out like far out man like it's so cool that it's like deliberately surreal it's like so cool that's like the cat's pajamas as though cats wear pajamas it's so out of this world far out man I'm into that maybe I can I can that that actually feels like the answer to most idioms where it's just like psychedelics yeah exactly (laughs) but bees knees that's a tough one it's just the right you gotta think it's just like you start with a rhyme and you work backwards you start with a pleasing auditory word combo yep and you work backwards that is exactly how this first act opened with me saying Sometimes I don't have ideas for commercial campaigns, and I need idioms to see how I can reverse engineer bees them. knees. Right? Yeah. <laughs> how can I make bees knees Be- a thing for me's? <laughs> how does bees knees work for me's? For me's. <laughs> what do you say we uh, figure that out in the act? Let's do it. How do bees knees work for us? <laughs> uh, in the meantime, we will go into our first ad break. Soon, ad read. We'll come right back <laughs> with more no joke. We'd like to thank the newest sponsor of the No Joke podcast, Jord Watches. Thanks, Jord. Thanks, Jord. Now, these are really cool wood-designed watches, and they look awesome. Yeah. Um, Now, it's best known for its wood design. Jord has actually recently expanded its offerings to include other elements from nature. Hmm. Very cool. Its signature series offer a variety of designs for men and women crafted from exotic woods such as koa, zebra wood, Mm -hmm. ebony, Mm -hmm. black palm, Mm -hmm. and many others, which create a beautiful array of unique colors and textures. Okay. Natural watches. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Now, the new Sear Arcadia collection, I hope I'm saying that right, includes uh-huh. four women's watches, which include elements such as white marble cool. and black marquina. 
finished with rose gold, very beautiful, complemented by interchangeable leather or mesh bands. These watches do look awesome. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Natural watches. Yeah. So cool. rare. So yes. cool. Now, beyond the style and versatility of the watches, George's mission is to find a use for trees that are no longer viable. That's very conscious. That's cool. Yes. So they find trees that are no longer good for the earth or yep. are no longer processing things. Yes. And they say, we can do something with that. Put them to use. A great majority of the wood for their watches comes from the furniture. Rooms. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Small pieces are recovered. <clears throat> excuse me. Small pieces are recovered to contribute to watch links and cases that would otherwise end up in the waste cycle. So resourceful. All of their koa comes from trees damaged in a natural weather event. Wow, what a silver lining to I mean, like some of these hurricanes and disasters. That's so great. Cool. This is such a clever way to recycle. Yes. Make watches out um, of it. As it is holiday season, this would be, of course, a perfect gift for the holidays. Sure. And Jord offers personalized engraving and sizing. Yeah. You can even customize a cedar uh, hum- humidor box for your watch. How cool is that? Make it really nice and fancy. Oh, yeah, because it's natural. I guess you need to protect it in specific ways. Do you respect wood? Do you respect Larry David, wood? Do you respect wood? And I believe our listeners do. <laughs> yes. Every watch comes with a one-year warranty and an extended return and exchange options just for the holidays so that's just in case yep so this is a pretty solid product really really good a unique watch yes if you have a niece or a nephew or maybe a aunt or an uncle who kind of finds himself uh wearing cool interesting accessories yes this might be the type of gift that can get people excited and it's reclaimed wood it's very cool right it's good yeah. for the heart yes <clears throat> um so check out woodwatches.com mm-hmm. that is w-o-o-d-w-a-t-c-h-e-s.com woodwatches.com and get free world Worldwide standard shipping. Once again, that is woodwatches.com to get free worldwide standard shipping on these natural watches. Yep. Welcome back to No Joke. Today, Billy and I are talking about idioms. How do bees' knees work, work for me? I'll be saying that for the next 45 years of my life, probably. Right. We just had an act break, and that was a perfect opportunity for us to look up what does bees' knees mean? Did we look that up? Didn't Adam? do it, Bill. Nothing to learn here, folks. We choose ignorance. <laughs> We we choose we, we walk choose blindly to into stay the night. in the dark. <laughs> choose to stay in the dark. Okay. As yeah. a reminder, this is the No Joke Podcast. We are in the second act. We also have a second podcast, a Patreon podcast. We do have a Patreon podcast. It is called Q and A with B and A. It is a great opportunity for us to interact with you on a more personal level. Kind of a straight up advice podcast. Advice is even too narrow to say. Right. We're just answering questions. It's, it's period. It's the best way we can have a conversation <laughs> with yeah. you guys. So if you hear our show, No Joke, and you're interested, and you're like, you know what? I'd like to chat with them. I have some things I'd like to say with them. Yes. I'd like them to do some things on my behalf. Yes. That is your opportunity to do it. Absolutely. It's at patreon.com slash nojokepod. You get four podcasts a month. Yep. It costs you $5 a month. Yep. And we would really greatly appreciate yep. you giving that show a shot. Absolutely. I just want to also take this time to give a special shout out to one of our most dedicated listeners, Madison, who oh. we had the pleasure of meeting IRL. That was fun. Last week, we did a great HeadGum Live show at Dynasty Typewriter here in LA, which is so fun. Yep. And uh, Madison and another guest from the audience came up on stage and we let us rifle through their wallets. That is right. In real time. That is right. So we really kind of uh, sort of crossed that boundary with them. And that yeah. was really nice. That yeah. was a great opportunity. Yeah. We did an abridged uh, no joke podcast that's right and um if you have a theater in your city that you think would be right for us we would love to come a 200 seat theater please if you can pay just enough of the bills if that theater can pay just enough of the bills email nojokepod at gmail.com truly maybe that can happen we would love to come to your town and meet your local madison there you go <laughs> uh adam yes another idiom for your boy bill okay great does any jump out at you uh, i don't want to get bent out of shape uh, you don't want to get bent out of shape but we'll cross that bridge oh we just came to that bridge so <laughs> oh. here we go oh here's a nice one okay here's a nice one I've always liked and this is something my parents would say okay the best thing since sliced bread okay (laughs) 
So the best thing since sliced bread. So that one's pretty clear. This uh, we're talking about a great thing that's uh, recent. That's right, right? This just says a re- a really good invention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sliced bread. Sliced bread. Okay. I think stand some stand up comedians have explored how silly this idiom is, but just like it, that idiom really implies like. Really, really sort of is putting a lot of value on sliced bread. Pre-sliced <laughs> bread. sliced bread. Pre-sliced bread, no sandwiches? Pre-sliced bread, no sandwiches unless you're ripping, unless you're just right. ripping. Right, To me, the slice is the technological invention. Right. You know what I mean? It's like – So how does the bread – what is the bread – how do you eat the bread pre-slice? Are uh, they rolls? I think that's about I'm, – I'm imagining like a baguette, like okay. a French baguette okay. that's pre-sliced. And to me, that's a chunk and that's a tear like, Almost like you just dip it in the meat? It's a dip in the stew. You're dipping right. it in the gruel. Right. And you're dipping it in the stew. All but of a sudden, I'm, a slicer comes around. Okay. Oh, my God. World-changing. Right. What an invention. Right. Now these bread comes in slices. I love that we're sticking to sliced bread and not the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like we have advanced like <laughs> electric cars. That, like we are like really stuck on sliced best bread, Best thing folks. since the iPod. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Robotics. Yeah. Just robotics in general. That's what I'm saying. Like, sliced bread has endured as the sort of shorthand for great invention. That's right. Shout out to bread. I wonder if there is, like, a book of modernized (laughs) idioms. Yeah. Where we've just updated all of our parents' antiquated idioms. That's really good. Right. That's nice. Best thing since sliced bread. You're not saying that, right? No. That almost feels like like a a caricature of an idiom. That's right. Right? That's exactly right. That is something that my parents would say. The best thing since sliced, sliced bread. bread. Since sliced bread. Okay. Okay. It's my turn. Hit me, Bill. Okay. Uh, hmm. I just want to make sure that I have sure, something that sure, excites me. Sure, sure, Take your time. Me. Go back to the drawing board. Okay, yeah, sure. Go back to the drawing board. I mean, start from scratch. Start over. Page one, rewrite. Page one, rewrite. Right. Exactly. So the drawing board, we have to assume, is uh, something for illustrators? I imagine it as a, in an architectural context. Yes. Like, that's right. – when I when I imagine, like, go back to the drawing board, it's, like, in a schematics, mm-hmm. architectural uh-huh. – that's not going to work. We need to start from scratch and build this building from the ground up again. I kind of like the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing us talk about it. And, like, I kind of like that. Like, we need to go back to the drawing, <laughs> to the drawing board. board. When I think about that idiom at its most literal. Yeah. I like, I like the <laughs> – I like what it's doing with my imagination. <laughs> yeah. Going back to a drawing board yeah. to fix what we need to fix. Yes. I'm into it. Have you ever seen those ama- – like, those, like, drawing board – Light boxes? Light boxes. Oh, wait. Well, Talk- maybe, well, no, no. I was just going to say those amazing draw- – like, those amazing desks, like, for architects. Yeah. And when we just went to your friend, the art uh, restorer, he had yeah. like, just, like, those awesome, like, vertical, upright drawing uh, boards yeah. are amazing right. entities in themselves. Right. Now, what do you mean light box? Well, light box, like, um, for, like, Mo Welch, for example, or, yes. like, illustrators. Yes. Um, you – when you're drawing, a mm. lot of times you want to have as – you want to see everything. You want it to be really – like, you want the paper to be as lit yes. as possible. And so you draw on a light box. So cool. So the paper goes on a light box, so when you turn it on, it's like it lights the, – the black is suddenly all black. That's and cool. And the white is all white, and it's kind of like an opportunity to just see everything that's most clear. Drawing board 2.0. But when you have an artist friend yes. and they have things like drawing boards drawing. or light boxes, <laughs> yeah. you're like, thank God because you're my pen friend. <laughs> yeah. Like you collect cool pens and you have felt markers. That's right. And you have an actual reason in a non-idiom context to say, I'm going to go back to my to drawing, drawing board. board. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my drawing board. I'm not happy with the village I drew, so I'm going to go back to my drawing Not board. in a metaphorical way. In a literal way, I'm literally going back to my actual physical drawing board. Go back to your drawing, drawing board. board. <laughs> Mo. <laughs> go back to your drawing board. Board, Mo. Right. Um, it's too hi, bad. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like we don't have that luxury. We, like, we, 
plays there's nothing to touch or feel yeah so it's like what do you go back go back to your rehearsal go back room? to your stagecraft <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back to your rehearsal room right i gotta go back to go back to our rehearsal room <laughs> not as cool doesn't have the same punch right doesn't quite have the same punch the drawing board okay here we go all right adam all right so another idiom okay another idiom flying through we're on a time crunch we're doing it okay here we go curiosity killed the cat yeah so cats are really getting a lot of love in the world of idiots <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, cats, pajamas, pajamas meow. cats, meow. And now we found out what did him in. Curi- Curiosity. <laughs> killed the cat. Okay. Well, how, uh, how, so would, how would you kind of define I mean, I how would you? I intuit that as um, don't, over, don't overstep your bounds. Yep. You're, you're treading into ter- uh, territory you shouldn't be. Curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity this- killed the cat, and it's going to kill you too. That's right. right. This one defined it simply as stop asking questions. Jeez. <laughs> Which sounds kind of authoritarian yeah. and a little intimidating. So curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. So in the literal sense, we'd like to think it's like the cat like wants that mouse that's at the edge of the thing. And then the cat went for it and against all odds fell on his head and died. That's right. I think that's the, I think that's the gist. Right. It, it is not a death-based idiom. It's a death-based idiom. Killed. 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 And now that I think about it, it is. it has like there's a sinister vibe to that one. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like this Orwellian like don't ask questions. Like don't explore right don't explore right. like we were joking about like living in the dark living in ignorance it's right. almost like this like relates to that it's like curious don't be too curious right don't wonder too much but for the context of it is there a world in which someone is asking too many questions and they are going to get themselves hurt i think so right <laughs> I th- I- i've certainly done that curiosity I- killed the cat curiosity killed the cat if someone told stay alive, me that you? idiom yeah that has no effect on bill <laughs> yeah, hey bill curiosity Curio- killed this uh fictitious theoretical cat <laughs> Like I would like you have if you could point to a real thing where it was like, hey, Uncle Dave asked too many questions and now he's in jail. That's exactly that's right. more efficient to me than curiosity <laughs> killed the cat. Give the me famous, a real world. The famous idiom, Uncle Dave asked too many questions and, and now, now he's in jail. <laughs> what kind of questions? Whoa, that lands. Wow, kind of, I get that lesson. What kind of questions was <laughs> Uncle Dave asking in retrospect? And now he's that in jail. That got him locked up. <laughs> Damn, Curiosity incarcerated Uncle Dave <laughs> is a, maybe a more practical, pragmatic, easy to understand idiom. We should. We've never written a book, but like a, a, a coffee table book of just pragmatic, literal idioms. Idiots, idioms. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Idiots, idiots for idiots. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another one? Okay. Hit me, Bill. Hit the sack. Oh, okay. Go to bed. I mean, it means go to bed. Yeah. But are people sleeping? Were people sleeping on sacks? Hit the sack. <laughs> Huh. That's hmm. a really good question. Like a sleep sack. I'm my mind goes right to like frontier times. Yeah. Like frontiersmen. Right. Sort of Oregon Trail era. Right. Going across the I land. I feel like that's when all idioms were born. Yeah, exactly. When a bunch of like cowboys were like in the cold walking a long road. <laughs> idioms were born between eighteen fifty and eighteen eighty. All right. idioms. Right. All idioms. All right, fellas. <laughs> Let's hit the, the sack. sack. Curiosity killed that cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what any of this means. Right. <laughs> they all shared one sack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's hit the sack. But a hit, it's the hit that's like, it makes, it almost like makes sleep like it's right. a, kind of a proactive, right. like, I don't know, like, let's jump to bed. <laughs> like, let's hit the sack. Yeah, let's hit it. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a bed described as a sack outside of the context of hit? No. I'm going to go lay down in, my, in the sack. I'm going to go lay down in my sack. Let's go rest in the sack. <laughs> it's the end of the night. What do you say we all just like get into sack? Sleeping sack. Right. My sleeping sack. My sleep sack. My sleep sack. Right. Let me go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. Okay. And now is there any sort of hit 
uh, outside of sack. Yeah. Let's hit the mattress. Let's hit the mattress. Let's hit the hay. Hit the hay. Let's hit the hay. Let's hit the hay. Similar. That means sleep. That also means sleep. Hit the hay and hit the sack. <laughs> yeah. So I bet that those <laughs> idioms went, first they started with, let's hit the hay. Yes. Then uh, sacks came around. Why we put the hay in And the they sack? started bundling the hay <laughs> in right. the sack. And they said, forget hitting the hay. Let's hit the sack. sack. And in the sack is the hay, but let's hit the sack. Right. Yeah. I think but now we've moved to beds. <laughs> and we've never moved to let's hit hit the bed. Let's hit the posturopedic mattress. Let's, let's hit the hit, ceiling. Let's hit the ceiling. What's your sleep number? <laughs> What's your silly sleep number is what it's that It's the would, new one. Got that's it. what it's become. So wait, let's hit the hay. Let's hit the sack. What's, What's your silly <laughs> sleep number? <laughs> Good place for a second uh, act break. <laughs> Uh, we Let's will go. do a song, Adam. Okay, great. We'll do a song. Uh, I have an idea. Yes, you do. One of my favorite Fish songs, Fish, yes. the band Fish. Love Fish. Is called Sleep. Okay. It is very, very good. Okay. It has a lot of emotional resonance for me. I love this song. Okay, great. Well, I would love we to will hear play it. it. Uh, I'm curious. Is it a three-minute Fish song or a 14-minute Ooh, no, 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 no. This is, it's a happy medium. This isn't one of the crazies. That's fine if it is. This is like maybe four and a half. Okay. I, I think it's off the Farmhouse album. I think it's like one of their normal lengths. Th- this is song. Fish? Yes. This is Sleep. Yes. We'll be right back. Back to no joke. That was the song "Sleep" by the band Fish. When fish <laughs> sleep, do they move? Whoa. Sharks don't. I mean, sharks they, do. Sharks are always in motion. That's right. That's the thing about sharks, right? If they stop moving, that means they're dead. Correct. They're always in motion, which I like. I I like that fact. That's great. There's times where Perpetual I'm going on walks motion. where I don't know why I'm going for a walk. I'm like, I should be at my desk, but I'm like just walking, and I'm like, you know what? Sharks don't stop. So I'm why sh- should I? I'm shark-like right now. Exactly. Uh, I can't imagine the image of a fish just hovering statically, right. not moving, sleeping is right. eerie. You'd almost want them to like have like wings that they could put out, so at least they can just like loft <laughs> it there for a second, yeah, and just, like sit and float. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. it feels like work. They're so like aerodynamic and streamlined. That's right. We will get an email from a no joke listener. Well, actually, the fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a uh, fish concert? I have been to a fish concert. There's nothing to be ashamed the of. The very first, the one of the very first rock concerts, like as a young adult. Ooh. My very first concert was the Beach Boys. My parents took me to, and I was like, same. Okay. Same. Weird. Duh. Me too. I know this. I know, well, <laughs> so I know weird. this. Beach Boys, baby. Okay. okay. We are the Beach Boys boys. Weird. We are yeah. the Beach Boys boys. <laughs> yes. Uh, my first concert was Beach Boys at maybe like six or seven. Okay. But then like as a freshman in high school, I have a vivid memory. I was on the freshman basketball team. We had just had a vict- amazing victory at Albany Academy. We okay. almost never won at Albany Academy. Exciting. Me and my two friends, Dan, obviously, went to the what is now the Times Union Center, was then the Knickerbocker Arena in downtown Albany. Indoor? Indoor. Okay. Fish concert. Wow. Amazing. Ninth grade. How many people would you guess can fit in the arena? Oh, geez. That's a good question. I feel like fish concerts are always like epic and huge. Packed. Right. I mean, like, what's the state of like 19 grand, like sure, 20,000 sure. people, maybe yeah, yeah. something in that like Nassau stadium. Coliseum. Yeah. Basketball kind of arena. Exactly. Right. But it was radical. Yeah. And man, I don't know, it was an eye opening experience of like, oh, this is what weed smell is. Right. Smells I was like. going to ask, were you stone sober for that concert? Stone Cold was 14. Oh, okay, I wasn't drinking. I, wasn't right. I was right. just like a young boy. Right. And I liked fish. Right. Because my friend Sean and Matt liked fish. Was it overwhelming? Because it's like that is a that is a subculture unto itself. It was. It was like it was definitely eye opening and like right. I like overwhelming. My parents, I remember like leaving and just like reeking of weed. Obviously, right. Just of like course. part of the contact time. My parents were like, "Okay, that was an experience." Okay, got picking it. me up and just like like pig pen from the Fun. Peanuts cartoon. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Weed smell all around me, but it was the best. It yeah, I didn't awesome. grow up with fish, but the older I got, the more I was like, I missed something here. There was something very awesome in this group. It is one of those bands that like bonded people together still and people there's a culture with that like the Grateful Dead yeah. subconsciously like the Grateful yeah, Dead yeah they're it's like, like the 2.0 Grateful Dead right yes, exactly yeah and Tran Asasio is also just like a, a truly genius musician he's right. fantastic do you know any of the context for why it's P-H-I-S-H fish I wish with I have P-H? no idea that's actually fine. that's cool do you I have no idea. No, definitely not. No. Fish food, also one of the finer Ben & Jerry's flavors. Marshmallow and chocolate? Yeah. Is that what it is? And is like, there a gummy? No, there's no gummy. I think it's like chocolate cookie fish okay. and marshmallow Chocolate vibes. cookie fish. It's like cookie fish cookies. Got little it. fish-shaped cookies. Got it. Because they're also, to me, and maybe I'm way off here, but yeah. I think they're like Vermont. I think fish is like that makes sense. I think Trey maybe is from Vermont, that but they sense. are also like spiritually Vermont. Yes. <laughs> so like yes. they and Ben and Jerry's have a lot of crossover. This all checks out. They <laughs> yeah, are like Vermont. Vermont. That's a great name for a band too. We are Vermont. Welcome to <laughs> please welcome to the stage. <laughs> Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That is a, that Vermont. Is a good, Vermont's a fury. It's a yeah, good name. My son, that. So, like, uh, it's a it's a good word. Yeah. It's a word. Uh, we're talking idioms here on the No Joke Podcast, right. so maybe we should dive into another idiom here. Why not? That's okay. Why we're here. Here we go. Okay. Now, here's one that I've never heard of before. Now we're freaking talking. That I've truly never heard. Okay. Make hay while the sun shines. Okay. <laughs> Another hay-based, another hay-based idiom. Yeah, this is so, going back to those cowboys on that on that trail. That's right. Make this was invented between 1850 and 1880. Make hay while the sun shines. Two questions. Yes. When do you plant hay? Is hay <laughs> planted? Where the hell is hay <laughs> coming from? I good... know that stalks uh, yeah. exist and like corn and hay bales. Right. Yeah. But where does that hay grow? That's a good question. Is Bill. the hay is the is the hay the like you do plant hay? <laughs> you stop or is me, the Bill. hay a byproduct of a 
a plant. I, to me, hay is plant runoff. Runoff. But just I'm like you. But uh, what plant is it we, falling off of? <laughs> oh, boy. Do you plant hay? Do Does you, it grow up or sideways? We mentioned Q&A with B&A. This is our cue for you, our audience. Does Do you plant hay? Do you plant is, hay? Is hay plant runoff? Because. Is it grow sideways? Right. How do you bail it? Those are the big questions. <laughs> Besides the bailing, we can figure out. Yeah. The bailing machines. Yeah. Do you plant hay? Does it grow sideways? Is <laughs> it plant runoff? Okay, those are our main questions for Please this episode. Please hit us back with some answers. We're desperately curious. Make hay while the sun shines. Make hay while the sun shines. So does that mean, like, when when it's time to work, we work? K- kind of, according to this. The kind of. It, uh, it says, uh, take advantage of a good situation. Take you know what I mean? While the sun is shining, make hay while the sun shines. Okay, got it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I would never in a million years use that idiom. Ever. But I do like the spirit behind that The spirit that of it. Take Remind advantage. me again. Take advantage of the opportunity of while a good situation. Here. Take advantage of a good situation. Make hay while the sun shines. But how do we make the I hay? I think th- – I th- how do you make the hay? Does how? it grow sideways? Is there, ha- is there hay seed? Is there hay seed? There right. is hay seed. Hay seed. Whoa, there is hay seed. How do you know about this hay seed? Because people have allerg- uh, allergies to it. Hay seed? Jewish men. <laughs> Hay seed? Hay seed. Hay seed. Hay... <laughs> I think. Do they eat it? it? No, I, I maybe hay seed is used to plant hay. Guys, please get at us. I just right. want to say. Have a... you ever seen a hay farm? Never. Right. You know, you're driving farm. down the road and you're like, oh, they grow hay on that I farm. farm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a cousin uh, in meaning to this idiom would be strike while the iron is hot. Okay, I right. would say that would it would right. be this. That's There's the an opportunity I, in front of you. Use it, seize it while it's hot. Right. I I I feel like I use strike while the iron is hot mm. more often than make hay while the sun shines. You've heard of hay seed? I've heard of hay seed as an idea. I don't really practically know what it is. But like you've seen a hay seed in your little hand. You've held a seed and you're like, this will be a hay tree. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I held a hay. Where does hay begin? Where does hay begin? Where does Where? hay begin? It's <laughs> a really good deep yeah. question. It's a shame that we are past the second act break because yes. there is a song yes. by a rap group called Crucial Conflict. Yes. Adam, are you familiar I'm with not, Crucial Conflict? I'm not, Bill. This is tough <laughs> because I grew up, and this is actually low-key one of my favorite rap songs. Oh, shoot. So here's the thing. Adam. Yeah. This is already a short episode. Yes. This is going to be an abridged episode. Fish Asleep is quite short. It's only 80, 90 seconds. Is what I'm saying. And if No Joke listeners only... want to get to know us a little bit more. I think they might. This song, <laughs> like you said the fish was like important to you. Yeah. I mean to a certain extent like this was like a way of like Crucial Conflicts Hay was like very important <laughs> Let's to me. Hear it. Can we just just jam in a hay? We and, must. And then wrap up this episode of Idioms? It's our podcast. Okay, got it. <laughs> so this is... A rap group from the 90s called Crucial Conflict. Love it. And their song is called Hey, and I can't believe we're remembering this song (laughs) right now. Oh, wait, everybody's no thing. 
Mr. Bone with a problem, he had everything funny. Better ball, some nigga tryna blow my hat, hoping all that hit with no money. Now, Judy, this bitch wanna do me, so I hit the 150, whoever called me. Hot in the sun, thick like cornbread, and I'm ready to party. That head got me so goddamn horny, but I really don't like that trend. The only reason I'm popping that goose, cause the whole had a bit of food stand. Said, I got the munchies, I just don't fool. Collard greens, oh, bitch, I'm busy. Crucial conflict song. Hey, and that song rocks. Thrilling. That song is smooth, baby. I'm just saying that my boy Hank Lewandowski in 1998, <laughs> he was probably 5'1, 160. Get it, Me Hank. and him would roll in his Dodge Intrepid. <laughs> oh, baby. So hard. The car was probably mm, 75 feet long. <laughs> And we would play Crucial Conflict's CD single, Ooh. Hey, oh. Smoking On, Hey, In the Middle of the Bone. Nice. I mean, just a rock solid, good for the soul. Glad we stumbled into that. Thank you for remembering that, Bill. Crucial Conflict. Crucial Conflict, Crucial Song. Crucial Choice. Crucially important to my coming up. Amen. Adam. We squeezed in a bunch of idioms. We did today. it, Bill. That was pretty. That was pretty fast. We talked about idioms. We talk fast. Yeah, but this was bar none our fastest episode. We were getting through it. We had to get through. We had to it. get through it. I gotta get through this. Do you remember that song? Get, was that Bone Thugs? No, it oh. wasn't. That oh. was just another dance song. <laughs> I think what we're saying is that we need to wrap this up because Bill is flying off the rails. Yes, exactly. Bill is thinking about too much music. He needs to center too himself much music for a in second. The brain. Too much music in the brain. Yes. Um, Adam, we're thank good. you for uh, making an airtight episode. Bill, this was a great one. It was a tight episode. It's a tight day. Yes. We love idioms. Yep. For the No Joke Podcast, Adam, I'm Billy Skafiri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, y'all, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>